Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And sponsored by flatback4.co.uk, clothing inspired by the beautiful game. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Hello and welcome to another episode from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Carl McKenna and Ben Wynn-Stanley. Everton nil, Fulham 2, Lee, another home defeat. What were your thoughts on the game? Absolutely abysmal, Mick. I'm absolutely livid, I know we all are, and rightly so. I had a horrible feeling, Mick, if I'm honest, as soon as I saw that team, that we were going to be sat here, annoyed, the way we are now, after the game, and I was right. I think so many decisions from Ancelotti there, he has to take a lot of the blame tonight. I'm sorry, I love the man, and that's not going to change, but he's a human being, and he has got that wrong. He's dropped Keane and Mina for a start. Why? Why? Mason Holgate's not a centre-back. He absolutely stunk the gap out tonight at centre-back. Awful. And then playing Guilford Sigurdsson up front when it wasn't a decision that was forced upon him. He had an option there. He had Josh King sat on the bench. That's what we've brought him in for. We didn't have any focal points. I think Ben messaged in the group during uh, the match while it was going on. The gap between the midfield and up front, it was like half a football pitch. They, Fulham sat back and they could have had the, the brandy and cigars out tonight, mate. Mm. We did not cause them one problem all night mm. in, in 96 minutes or whatever. No shots on target at home against Fulham tells its own story. But I am sick to death of sitting here after home games against teams that were expected to win. And not only win, but win comfortably. We should be, by the way. Because I, I'm not having it for one second that oh, Fulham were great. Fulham was superb tonight. 
West Ham were apparently as well. Newcastle were, Leeds were rubbish. The only common denominator there was how poor Everton were and have been in all of those games. We just have, have simply failed to turn up. The attitude's shocking. So, obviously, he's made the decision. He's put the 11 that, that he's put out there. Don't agree with the 11 that he put out there for one second, by the way. There was no pace. There was too many similar type players on, on the pitch at the start. It was sl- sluggish. Um, but once he, he's chosen it, the, the 11 on the pitch conducted themselves terribly. The attitude was shocking. They looked like they were just going through the motions again. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that is the worst performance I've seen in probably 30 years of watching Everton, relatively speaking. Of course, we've had some terrible sides in the past, Mick, but that's what I'm talking about. There was no expectations with with them teams. You're looking at looking at the quality on the pitch there, and you, you you're watching a performance and a save performance or whatever it was. What we've just witnessed there, that was shocking. Mm. That was um, but that, that that was absolutely shocking. I'll let the other lads have a rant because I think everyone's got a lot to say. Mm. Ben. It... There were, there were eyebrows raised, wasn't there, when we seen that Josh King wasn't starting in the game, considering Dominic Calvert-Lewin was, was out injured. In a, in, a, in a home game where, you know, we should really be taking the game to the likes of Fulham. We've now had Leeds at home, West Ham at home, Newcastle at home, and Fulham at home, and no goals scored. It, it's becoming a, a repetitive scenario that, that is not enjoyable, is it? This past week has just described my time as an Everton fan for the past 30 years. They build up hope. They have great victories in the FA Cup. Things are looking forward and they put in a performance like that. An absolute disgrace. I don't know what's going on. Again, what Lee said there, the changes, that they didn't need to, to happen. And Carlo has got that wrong tonight. I, like Lee said, I love him. I love the man. But he's, he's took Fulham lightly there. I don't know if they're looking for the City game midweek or the, the Liverpool game next weekend. We looking, I'm, I'm all for squad rotation, but you can't rotate it that much. You can't. The back four is, has been solid, has been winning edges. We then lash Holgate in, in the back with Godfrey, dropped Mina and Keane. And they've been our outlays from the back. Holgate was going sideways all game. There was no, there was no pressing football. There was no positive passing. We had like at least Yeri Mina comes out from the back. He brings the ball out. Keane's been, as we said on previous podcasts, have been his passion has been brilliant this year, and he's been getting people involved. That today was shocking, and we made that Josh Madger look like Thierry Henry, Ruben Loftus Cheek like Zidane. I, I can't believe how much space they had in that midfield. We basically played six at the back. Mm-hmm. The gap between the midfield and Richarlison or Sigurdsson or whoever was supposed to be playing there was an absolute disgrace. That we, we can't win football games by just knocking casually at the back, thinking we're having football club, we're just going to roll this over. It's not going to happen. It's the Premier League and all these people saying, oh, we've been great without fans. No, we haven't. We've been beaten at home now five times by teams that we should have easily put to bed. Mm. And it, it's not on. It really, really is. I, do you know what? I hate being negative. I hate it. But I can't. I, there was no positives whatsoever from that game. Mm. Genuinely nothing. From the first minute, as soon as every Evertonian sat down to watch that game, we all knew, here we go again. I knew straight away. that mm-hmm. There was no pace. There, no one knew where they were playing. They hit the post within the first minute. And I thought, oh, here we go again. Here's Newcastle. Here's West Ham all over again. Mm. And I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick 
of some of these players putting in performances like that. It's mm. too many, too many luxury players who are just not offering anything. You can't play Sigurdsson and Hammers in the same team. I don't think you can. The, the, they're very similar where the positions like to pick up. There's no pace, but you've got to you've got to sacrifice one or the other, for me. And so we brought Josh King in, who for me I thought looked lively when he came on. Mm. He had the ball in the back of the net. He was he looked quick. He making runs. We missed that from the stars. There was no one up front that they had that little Reed fella, the gingerhead lad, who just picked the ball up mm. and had about 20, 30 yards of the field. There was no one pressing up with him. No one was high. No one wanted the ball. It was absolutely disgraceful. Richarlison had four touches in the first half. Mm. Four touches in the first half against Fulham at home. It's just not good enough. It simply isn't good enough. And that's not what we expect to see. Mm. It's, 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 oh, <sighs> take a breath. I just need, <laughs> I, honest to God, I've got so much that I want to get off my chest and I feel like I've needed to, to have this run because I'm sick of it, Mick. I'm mm. sick of this Everton team. Building me up, building me up. The optimism goes through the roof. I was on a high midweek. We've just been to Old Trafford, scored three goals, won an FA Cup thriller midweek. On to Fulham. Let's be professional. Get the job done. Three points. Push on for the top four with a couple of games in hand. But now, for me, that top four has been it's blown. It's, That's it's gone. Really gone. That's gone. Gone. Mm. You can't be dropping points like that going into a, a week that we're about to have with Man City and Liverpool. You, you can't. It's it's not questionable. It's it's. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, lads. it's I'm going to have to let Carl have a rant. Yeah, Carl. Big rant. Carl, just just going back to the start of the game. Obviously, questions were, were asked of the starting lineup that Carlo had, had picked. No, Josh King, uh, Keen, and Mina had dropped out. But you said in the group chat, Carl. You know, this is the sort of game you want the Everton players to come out first twenty five minutes. Come out, press the ball, be aggressive on the ball, and take the game to a struggling Fulham team. But we, the Everton's midfield, we're just sitting 35 yards outside our own box. And Fulham had the freedom of Goodison Park, didn't they, from the off? I mean, you come to me last year, Mika. I was being bubbling there, listening to the lads, to be honest. They hit the nail on the head, both of them again. Um, where do we start, Mick? I mean, you're spot on there with the, with, with the slow start again. I mean, I've pointed that out a few times, like you've mentioned there, about us getting our teams. And I think I'm just going to give up with that now. I really am. I mean, I've been using a positive mental attitude on that, thinking, you know what, they might hear me. They might see me on Twitter. <laughs> they might start off with what I want to see. And first five seconds of that game, never mind the first five minutes, I thought, uh-oh, we're in for trouble here. You know, I don't even know where to start, Mick. I don't. I can touch on a bit on what the lads have said, but for me, Hamas Rodriguez, we're carrying that play, you know, and I love him, but we're carrying. We are mm-hmm. carrying him. And the reason why we're carrying him is there's not enough pace in the team. Mm-hmm. There's no pace in that team. Now, Ancelotti's made the decision here to play Rodriguez and Sigurdsson together, like Ben rightly said there. They can't play together because they're basically running with parachutes on. Basically. So when we're closing the ball down, they're not running and getting closer to the man quick enough. The right back today and the left back for them. I mean, was that Barcelona's that left them right back in disguise? I don't know. It was just like, what is going on here? The freedom of the ball I had to cause that much problems to Digne and Coleman. I mean, You can see why Coleman got froze out of the team, lads. I'm just going to say that it is. Yep. Now. You know, yep. it's, 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 
He's seriously been our best player, cost an absolute penny to get in, been an absolute servant to the club, but he needs replacing. He needs replacing. Yeah. And it wasn't all his fault tonight, I get that. You know, the, 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 it was Carlo Ancelotti's fault, but you know, just moving around the team and individual players today, not one of them players today can actually say, you know what, I can stand up today and say I had a little go. Even the core, I thought, was was well off his, his game. Mm, but well bearing off. in mind, well he, he was running past Ben so probably last night, wasn't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he's probably he's probably still <laughs> tired in from the midweek game. I'll be honest with you, he looked absolutely dead on his feet, that poor lad. And, you know, I, I, I touched on Coleman again. And, I mean, I thought, it's horrible to say, captain of the club and all that. And I just feel like the, the, it was that Luchman had him on toast today. He had him on toast. I mean... Oh, jeez. I mean, are we allowed to swear on here, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I just feel I feel so exhausted of the game, so exhausted of this week. You know, I get excited looking forward to, to, to the toffees and that. And I don't know, I mean, I'm so deflated in, in my ability to speak about that game because once again, I've been let down. And once again, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out players who I don't even want to pull out. Tom Davis was another one. Andre Gomez was another one. Oh, no, they've they shown, they shown again tonight. Are you ready for? Are you ready for us to step into this project? Are they the players to move us forward? What is the project? What is the project? Because the project to me looks like FFP is causing the project to slow down. How far? How far is the project? What is the project? Because we can't be getting beat by Fulham, Newcastle, Leeds. Them types of teams at home and not having a shot or scoring a goal. We can't do that. We cannot do that. Categorically, cannot do that if we want to challenge in this elite of the top six of Premier League football. It's not going to work. Something needs to be addressed in the summer. We need to put abundance of pace in that team. And when we play the likes of Fulham, teams who have got no fear, which is what I've been saying we need to get, we need to be playing with that much agility and a, and pace but moving the ball where teams can literally not cope with us otherwise we are never going to succeed this project and one day we'll be, we'll be talking on here in the future saying do you remember that project whatever happened to that project because them players that played today three or four or five of them will not get you to that project mm. moving forward and it's really frustrating also to say that Robert Olsen is probably not the project either yeah. I, I, and I, I hate to say it, but we're like two steps forward, ten steps back with the goalie situation again. I mean, now we're all calling for Pickford, probably. We're all going to be saying, why, why isn't Pickford playing? Where's Pickford? When, when's he back? Is he back in for Wednesday? Well, yeah, Pickford's back in for Wednesday, but what, what, what's he going to do? You know, it's like... Uh, this is why we aren't taking seriously. It's a top six club for me. Spot on. Performances like that. Spot on, Ben. And that's, that, that is my, my biggest rant. Forget about the game today. That it lies deeper. It lies deeper with that club. Mm-hmm. As an Evertonian and a fan like us, us four are on here, and this is why we do this. We want to be winning things, boys, don't we? Mm-hmm. This project is about winning. It's a winning mentality. We paying the best manager in the world eleven million pound a year. He can't be putting teams up like that, lads, against Fulham. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not right. It's not right. It's not right. That's a bad mistake. That and he needs pulling in. And saying, Carlo, look, not going to undermine you, like, but what was that? 
mm. what's going on there, mate. Sort of like a bit of a friendship conversation. You know, you've been fantastic for us. You're, you're a tactician genius. Well, you just got that wrong there, mate. So can you explain? Are the players not fit enough to play? Why, why can't Nkunku play? I was thinking that. What, what, is he got bags of pace? Yeah, he has. Is he afraid? No, he's not. He's a young kid with no fear. That, that Fulham thing is exactly what I've been saying about Everton Football Club for years. We need to play with no fear. Fulham have just done that today. And we couldn't get the ball off them. We couldn't have got a beach ball off them in a phone box. We couldn't get near them. They absolutely bopped us off the park from the first minute. And we were carrying players. And unfortunately, them players have got to be pulled out because mm-hmm. that was an absolute disgrace. Mm-hmm. The only positive about it, boys, is it's Valentine's Day, right? And I've had a nice day. <laughs> and, that, and this hasn't spoiled my weekend. Lucky enough, it's, it's something. Lee, just just going back to the starting lineup, and I know we've all questioned Carlo Ancelotti's selection, which I think we've all agreed on that it, it was wrong. But even so, we've we've all been very very quick to praise the likes of, and I don't like to single out players, but. We've all been very quick to praise the likes of Andre Gomez, Tom Davis, Mason Holgate, Gilfie Sigurdsson in recent weeks with their performances. You're now beginning to feel like the ship is starting to sail. And, 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 I, and I've, been, um, I've been a victim of, of going along with it and, and believing the hype a little bit, thinking, you know what, we've got a lot of quality in the team. But there's no good having one, two, three good games and then having one, two bad games. And it's the same old story, isn't it, with some of these players... And ultimately, it's starting to wear thin now, isn't it? Hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think I think what it is, Mick, we just want them to do well. So when we do see them do well, we come on here and we and we praise them and we, you know, we recognise a good performance or whatever. But, you, but you're right. Yeah. But you but you're right. It, it's happening too often now for for it to ultimately be deemed acceptable. Yeah. So these players that you've just mentioned there. They need replacing because we're, we're sat here all too often dissecting performance, scratching our heads, thinking, you know, what's what's just happened there. Ultimately, you know, too many of them are just not good enough. They're proving it week on week. They're getting our hopes up, and then they're going out and they're producing displays like that. I actually thought Tom Davis was was a little bit unlucky to be hooked. He so was it, so did I. So did I. I, I. I don't think he was the worst, but he didn't have his best game. No, he, he wasn't was the worst game, though. But he, he certainly wasn't the worst, no. and he was he was one of the only ones looking forward and trying to actually offer a little bit of forward thinking and a forward pass. I didn't see that from anyone else on the pitch mm. tonight. Um, you, the lads were right earlier on. Seamus Coleman's finished. I'm sorry. There's no room for sentiment. Just because I'm saying Seamus Coleman's finished doesn't mean I don't like him and I don't appreciate what he's done for Everton. I do. Mm. I do, and, yeah. And, 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 and I'm not going to be scared of people jumping on me back because it's clear to see he, he wouldn't get in any of the any of the sides above us who, mm. were, who were also challenging for top four he wouldn't get anywhere near it mm. he's his legs have gone he came on and he offered a cameo against Tottenham the, uh, the other night and he looked fresh or whatever maybe that's his role now and we've got to accept that mm. he comes on in certain games as, as a substitute with his energy and his enthusiasm I love all that about him and maybe we'll get another season out of shame as Coleman's but, doing just but that. But with all due respect, Lee, that, that falls on the manager to recognise yeah. that. Oh, yeah. It's not Seamus Coleman's. That's not Seamus Coleman's fault. Mm. He, he He's still going to believe in his ability as a 32-year-old. He, you know, he's still training all week. 
he's going to think he can come in and do a job. It's not Seamus Coleman's fault. That, like that tonight is purely on Carlo Ancelotti. He, he's he's a great manager and he's done wonders for Everton, but he's a human being and it's not the first time he's made mistakes. So when he makes mistakes, he gets called out on them. And you said it before, Mick. Why is he not learning in these type of games? What, why are we not seeing a change of approach, a change of system? You know, in Kunku, for example, Carl's just mentioned them there. He started the season off absolutely brilliant. Mm. When we when we started off with those seven straight wins, he was heavily involved, and and he, and he shown real um, promise and pace, trickery. He can get in behind. We you know we need players who can get in with a bit of pace. Who can get in behind lines because he got took off against West Ham and he hasn't had he hasn't featured not seen since. since. But we can't, we're, teams are sitting in. We can't get behind teams. Everything was in front of them again. Yeah, it was that easy. You know, yeah, you know you do Scott Parker. <clears throat> Oh, I'll tell you what, could have been anyone on, on you know, managing Fulham today. I could have managed Fulham today and got three points. Mm-hmm. It, it's so easy, it's predictable, it's it's basic stuff and it's the repetition, it's the fact that it's happened time and time again. You asked me the question after the um the cup game, and I just said hopefully there's been one too many lessons and and, and we'll have learned from it. And I cannot believe I'm sat here and we haven't. It's mm. it's, it's bizarre. But, uh, yeah, Ancelotti has got to take the blame there. But in terms of the players that you mentioned, oh, it, we've got to be, we've got, got to start being more ruthless. We, we are, I think, too afraid to call out what's blatantly obvious and in front of our eyes. We need to start adopting more of an approach that you saw from Sir Alex Ferguson when he was building that project throwing boots uh, yeah if we need to yeah but listen when he was building that project at Man United do you think he got there being nice no he 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 was famous for replacing players not when they were past the best when they were a year before at the right the, time they, they, yeah. they, when they were when they had their resale value you, you I can name them all Andre Kostelskis yeah. we got we benefited from one Um, Cantona Roy Keane, uh, Beckham. There, there were so many examples of where he's gone right. Okay, I, I'm seeing them slightly decline, and all I want is Man United to have success. Absolute ruthless management of a squad and, and a project, like Carl's just said. Absolute 100% focus on winning trophies and being successful. If we want to be successful, we need to start adopting the same approach and we've got to start being more ruthless with players who have been mm-hmm. at this football club for long enough now and proven over... They might have the odd good game, but they've proven over a sustained period of time that ultimately they are not. They haven't got what it takes to get us where we want to be and that's at Wembley and that's at in the Champions League with that music playing before the match. Mm. We ain't getting there with this group of players, mate. Mm. Ben, I, I was, uh, you know, I was singing Richarlison's praises the other day uh, with his two goals and his work ethic and his performance. I'm not saying it was his fault tonight. Obviously, the ball's got to get to him and, and whatever else, but another game bypasses Richarlison. And it, it, I hate to say it, but it's, it's, you look at him now and you almost feel like he doesn't want to be at Everton Football Club, don't you? He had a stinker tonight, but I don't think any of the players helped him at all. I think they all had stinkers, to be honest. It's it, it comes down to I can't, but I still can't believe how deep we were today. I, 
the back four were literally on the edge of our box the whole game. Fulham just put two banks of four up against us and go, come on then, let, let's go. And we didn't even respond. That's what's so frustrating about this. Let's, let, let's push, let's go forward, let's be positive. We're at home against Fulham, who were in the bottom three. Like, what what are we doing? Why are we so lethargic? At one point, I was going ballistic. We were 2-0 down and we were knocking it across the back four as if nothing was going on. I was going, will somebody move? But uh, it's a difficult one because, like, I, I love Hamish. I think he's brilliant. He's the only one that looks to pick a pass, looks to actually break the lines. But when he's playing right mid, that, he shouldn't be there. He should not be on the right. If he's going to play, he needs to play in, in the front of that diamond mm. in the 4 3 3. And just be given the free roll, just mm. given the reins to go on. But then you're going to have to have the workers behind you to, to fill in. And today, with him being right mid, obviously he doesn't track back enough. The Corway, the Corway was playing right wing back today. He he was just on the right all the time. I, I can't remember a time in that play where he got hold of the ball, drove forward, and created space for the strikers. It didn't happen. It did not happen at all. So Richarlison was making the runs, and all we were doing in the end was just booting the ball off off field. There was no interplay through the midfield, no triangles, no quick passes. We weren't turning them. At, I don't think we turned them once all game. We didn't. The only the yeah. only option was Lucas Dean on the left, who was still trying to bomb on, and he will bomb on for you. But that that was the only one today. Who who actually, that was our outball, and it didn't happen. So the, the Corey was wasted. I actually thought Tom Davis played all right. I think it was the wrong sub to actually take him off because I felt like he he, he was. Having a bit of a pivot on the game, he was still trying to go forward, playing some nice balls. Andre Gomez was horrendous. Um, I sung his praises last week. Thought he turned the corner, mm. he went back to square one. Did he um, didn't want the ball, didn't look interested. He was jogging around, pointing. We 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 cannot have we, we can't have that at Everton. We can't. Like Richard Richardson, to be fair, I think he could see the frustration and his body language stinks at times. It was bottom lip was going. He was head down, didn't look interested. And Josh King did more in on a counter attack in the space of five, well, five seconds than he did all game. Mm. Actually, drove forward with the ball, trying to make something happen. That today was absolutely shocking, shocking, a disgrace. It's nothing short of an absolute embarrassment mm-hmm. for, for for looking at our XGA stats, expected goals. Point three eight at home. That's the lowest we've had since 2015 against one of the top four sides. Fulham had an expected goal, 2.3. That is unheard of for them. That's their highest of the season. No like surprise there against Everton. No. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Loftus-Cheek was getting hold of that ball. And like Carl said before, they were running around him with parachutes on. There was no one near him. He looked quicker than all our midfielders put together. It... it uh, I don't, it was so easy their tactics get back into the shape quickly when Everton get the ball because they can't get can't turn us. If if, if you're gonna let them come at you like we were, you've got to break quick. It's easy football. You've a counter attack football, or you play in between the lines and you move players and defenders around to create the space. When none of that happens, you don't create chances. It's as simple as that. We didn't have the players on the pitch to break quick. That's the but, problem. Well, that's it. So, so you're looking at obviously trying to. Move, pass and move by creating the space that way. That didn't happen either. So I, I, I can't see what Carlo tried to set up. They talk about this Christmas tree formation with 
Sigurdsson as the false nine, and then obviously Richarlison went. The players didn't know what was going on today for me. They, they didn't. They looked. They didn't have a clue what was going on. I I, I couldn't tell you our tactics today. Mm. Decore was playing as like a right back for me, like I said before, mm. and he's wasted. We had two in the midfield then. That Reed was just tucking in, getting hold of the ball, bang Adam all look and v Seamus Coleman. There you go. That Bobby Reed or whatever. Decore the Reed, yeah, yeah, he's just legging it round again. Active, physical, probably not technically good footballers, but hungry and quick and wanted the ball. They're a little, they they're a little bit like Leeds, Ben. They're a little bit like they, Leeds at the time. They're young, they're youthful, but they're leggy. They're very leggy. And you've got to have energy against this sort of team. I know, I know it's only Fulham. And, I, and, I, and, you know, with all due respect, it's only Fulham at home. But you've got to have energy in that team sometimes. They have the likes of the Corder Reed, um, Luckman, and they are very leggy and they can run. And ultimately... <laughs> You know, we, I hate to say it, lads. I put it in the group jokingly. I called us Slug FC, and that's what we looked like, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it <laughs> it was in a nutshell. Yeah, but it's got a star from the front, though. And going back to your point with Charleston, there was no work rate at the top. There was no pressure. And we no. talked about it midweek when we put the pressure on. Teams make mistakes. Yeah. You've got to defend from the front. Yeah, I agree. And they just—they had all the time in the mm. world, Nick. It's just. I just feel like we're coming a bit of a laughing stock at the moment. We're getting ourselves all worked up, getting all optimistic, and they just shoot us down again like that. It's just not good enough for me. I'm, I'm absolutely livid. Mm. Carl, I've seen a tweet get put out, um, and a couple of tweets actually to say, you know, they believe that Everton are one of the clubs that are really missing the home fans when they play at home. But these are professionals, aren't they? And with all due respect, they've just been outworked, outfought, and outbattled by a team that are fighting for their lives you know, fighting to survive in the Premier League, it's it's just unforgivable, isn't it? Just to get outworked. It's just, the, that's just a given, really, isn't it? Who's putting them sweets on? <laughs> it's not me. It's just a pure excuse in my eyes, that, to be honest. No, they're getting paid handsomely, aren't they? What's the problem? Go and do your job. You know, do you believe in the, do you believe in, the, in being an Everton football club? You know, what, what, what is your ambition? Do you want to win things? Because if you don't, who's a favour? Get your agents together as a move because it needs to be ruthless. Ruthless. Ben um, Lee was spot on then. It needs to be ruthless. Forget about the fans. Forget about that. Everyone's in the same boat. There's no fans, end of. There's been no fans all season. Get, get your head down and stop losing games against teams. No disrespect to Fulham. That shouldn't be nowhere near us when the end of the season comes. Because we're going to look back on the end of the season, which I don't want to be too, well, jump the gun too much, but we're going to look back at the end of the season and them games we've lost there now, they're going to come back and haunt us massively. This could be the difference between finishing 10th and 6th, I mm-hmm. think. Mm, no, I agree. You know what I mean? So 10th and 6th, six, 6th is Europe, potentially. You know, it's massive for the club. It's the project, isn't it? I don't think Angelotti, personally, is going to be like, fucking hell, 10th. What have we done there? He, he, and, he, and it was his fault today. So fans would have been there today. It would have been well worse for him. Well worse. Because he got it wrong from the way it go. Now, you can look at the look at the week he's had. You know, his house has been burgled, which is absolutely terrible. You know, I don't know if anyone was in the house at the, at the time or whatever, but maybe he just lost he just lost track of what was going on because that that team today was like he just turned up this morning and went, lads, we're gonna play Sigerson up front there as a false nine. 
Um, I am as there. You know, it, it was awful. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. And I think with no fans being near me, it half saved them, to be honest. Because the fans would have been venting big time there. Because like we've all said, we expect better. We've invested a lot of money into this club. Machiri will expect better. You know, the fans expect better. So when the fans do come back, like those guys, and we're, we're, we're having a pint before the game and all that, and we're chatting about games like this today, we're going to be thinking the exact same, aren't we, like we did today? What, what's going to happen here? Why, why are we in that position? <laughs> why are we still in that position? How long, do you reckon, how long do you reckon you've been thinking like that? Guys, just a quick question. Like today, we're going to lose. For as long as I can remember. Exactly. Mm. So it's never changed under every manager we've had, fans or no fans in the ground. It's never, ever changed. And them lot across the road, just going to touch on them right now, they're jumping all over us because they felt like we were a threat to them. And you know what? I don't really care about what they say, but that's good, isn't it? Wasn't that a good thing? We're treated as a threat. Now we're treated as, ha! Look what happens. As soon yeah. as they get an opportunity, they all put their arse on the seat and let one go. Time for Everton, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they all sit on their arse, on their arse on the seat and everything falls out of them. It's, that's just what happens. You know, we get the tactics wrong. We blame the Carlo Ancelotti. You know, I pulled Coleman there. You know, I've calmed down a bit on the on what, what we rant now, but, you know, like to Coleman, Rodriguez, I don't think they should, should be playing in games like that today because that needs a pace. It needed athleticism. Forget about sitting in our in our box uh, in our half side of the pit, half of the pitch. Rodriguez is picking the ball up outside the box at, in our half of the pitch. How how have we bought him to do that? Mm. We haven't no. So find players in that twenty five man squad that can make Rodriguez a better player because, quite frankly. He's our only player who can cut teams home, open. Yeah. Gomez can't do it. Sigurdsson definitely can't do it. Although we played all right against Tottenham. He can't do it on a regular. And, you know, Richarlison, he, he's frustrated because he's probably thinking, well, now where we go again? What's the, you know, I'm up here, I'm looking around. The closest player to him was probably um, Rodriguez. And, and he's probably thinking, he can't run. So I'm going to have to make the run. And, he, you know, he, he looked frustrated and, and I get what you're saying. He looked like he spat a dummy out against Nipo. I don't think that's the case with him. I think he just thinks that he sees the team like, like Everton fans. He's thinking, no one's going to no one's gonna be up, up here when I run for this ball because the players that are playing haven't got no legs. You know, you got to sometimes look at the players if they think, do they, they trust the players they're playing with? Because I'll tell you right now, even at my level, the amateur level, if I was playing with players who were slug FC, I wouldn't be chasing balls into the corner thinking people will be behind me because I'd be thinking by the time I get it, they won't be there. Be on your own. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'd be on your own trying to take four players mm-hmm. on. Like, you know. The answer to your question, Mick, no fans or fans, that was absolute drivel. Mm-hmm. And there's no questions asked. If fans would have been there today, it'd have been well worse for the staff, for the players. And I don't even know whether the players would have got over it because it would have been hell on earth. They'd have been all kinds getting screamed mm-hmm. at them. And mentally, are we good enough for that? I don't think we are because obviously, clearly, mentally we're not. When we go to be teams like Fulham to pro- progress into possibly the top six, 
Stoke top four. Our asses fall out, mate. Mm. Lee, just taking a step back, Leeds, West Ham, Newcastle, Fulham, you know, we've scored no goals at home against these teams. We've set up pretty much the exact same or very, very similar in all of these games. Is that is that because of the personnel we have available or is that Ancelotti maybe sticking to his guns with the system that he wants to play against these teams? Mick, I don't know. Um, you, you look at it, don't you? And, you, and we've, we've mentioned in podcasts previously that he seems to have a plan B and a, and a plan C, which we've not had under previous managers, but it, it does seem like he sets up very, very similar in each of these home games. And if you're an opposition manager, you've got all week to prepare and, you know, there's all sorts of analysis and footage and statistics available on your opposition these days. It doesn't take a rocket scientist or, you know, the best manager in the world to work out what you need to do for Everton. So I would like to see him just change things up a little bit. Go four four two or something. You know, play play wingers. You know, try and Kunku. Try you know Iwobi. I think there was a place on the pitch for Iwobi today. Yeah, I agree. I thought there was. Try 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 Bernard centrally. Maybe you know he's tricky. He's guy. He's shown in the last ten minutes. He probably had more. He wasn't great. You know, don't get me wrong, but at least he's shown something. He's shown some sort of idea and and guile. Mm. It's so disappointing. We've we've just mentioned there about the difference between 6th and 10th and are we going to look back on these games and regret it I tell you now I know it's a big if you know we've won those four games that we've we've just mentioned mm. we, we'd now be sat second in the table four points behind Man City with a game in hand mm. that's the that's the difference Correct. And, and although it's not realistic to expect that you're going to win every single one of those games we know football doesn't work like that you know we're playing a team below us so we should win football's not played on paper However, to lose all four, something's intrinsically wrong. Mm. That I don't know whether that's a mentality issue, stubbornness from, from the manager. I don't know whether he wants to stick with his tactics and he'll just think, oh, one week it's going to click. It's not clicking. And you look at the run of fixtures now, you know, unfortunately, it, it renders results against Leeds, Man United, Tottenham away, Leicester away. It renders these, renders these results pointless mm. because if, if you there's no no value in going away and getting these great results if you're going to take two steps back every time you're at home against the opposition like that mm. and then you then go back to the point you make quite often Mick it puts pressure on this week now tell you what you turn up and you, you play like that on Wednesday against Man City and it's going to be a massacre it'll be a hide and they could get double figures if we play like that mm. Um and Liverpool, same story. Liverpool will look at that and think, right, OK, we're struggling now. Where's our opportunity going to come to get our confidence and our form back? Oh, hello, Everton. Here we, here we go again. Door of opportunity opening up for teams who are struggling. Liverpool will be licking the lips looking at that tonight. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm dreading this week now. And I'm angry because, realistically, we should be sat here buzzing, shouldn't we? Mm. Just, We've just got through in the cup. We had we had a good couple of results before that, mm. but we're not. We're sat here deflated, dreading work in the morning. Um, it just puts a downer on everything, mm-hmm. and I'm quite frankly, I'm absolutely sick of it. But Ancelotti has now got to take stock of what's happened. He's got to absorb it, and surely 
he's got to look at it and go, how many games have we got left? 13, 14 games. He's got to look at it and think, this is a mini-season now. What do I need to change? Because if you carry on doing the same thing but expect to get different results, that's the first sign of insanity. Mm. I hope he changes. Mm. Ben, looking at the looking at this game, and it, I hate to keep going back over the over the games that we've had against these so-called mm. lesser teams, but the lack of leaders again in this sort of game—it's evident, isn't it? Just that lack of leaders, that lack of somebody who's going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and drive us forward. And it's so frustrating to see that we just don't have someone who's capable of doing that. I, I, I think that's what we need in the midfield, you know. Someone to get the game by the scruff of the neck, the neck and literally drag us forward. Because we were just so deep today. I, 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 we need I Alan, badly. Yeah, I think he, he, he's obviously a massive miss. He's, he's a good player who can beat a man quick, put the tackles in and get you from defence to attack very quickly. Um, and he's been an enormous miss. Enormous. He's... He, He's a sublime player, and I can't wait to see him back in the Everton, Everton kit again. Um, I'm just absolutely lost of what to say, to be honest, at the moment, Mick. But you're absolutely right. We haven't got that leader. We haven't got someone who's going to... We, we, ben Godfrey normally like takes the... He kicked off in the 94th minute, mm-hmm. 94 minutes too late for me. We love that nastiness, that snidiness that we've seen the past couple of weeks, and... That was gone tonight. It was almost as if it was like a lethargic Sunday stroll in the in the park. It was wasn't good enough for Everton. wasn't good enough for the fans. And I've said a few times now, um, I'm I'm more nervous for these types of games than I am against like the Man Cities and the Uniteds. I, you, you, we all know know too well. Everton will do something on Wednesday now. Mm, yeah, they'll put the shift. Yeah, we all know they'll get something out that game now. I, I, I've got, we'll probably end oh. up getting the points. And oh, you know what? Do a proper Everton and get yeah, three points. Yeah. <laughs> get us all back in again. There's no point. No, there's no point. It's, no, exactly. It, yeah, it, it, you can literally script yeah. a year of Everton. It's it's bizarre, and I'm pretty sure everyone that listens into us will agree. You understand what it feels like to be Everton. We all seen that team, and we thought, "Here we go again." But we knew, we knew exactly <laughs> what was coming, mm. and we we said that he had Lee before the game. Good on him. We're gonna we're gonna get one ragged here, and then it, it's just a such a strange season this year. But I think for all clubs, I can't. It, it's it's just a mad year. No one knows what to do at home anymore. They seem to just bottle it. I don't. I, I honestly can't work out what's going on. Do teams feel more positive? I'm more positive going away from home. Last year, I didn't. I didn't want to play anyone away from Goodison Park. Mm-hmm. I think we lost hardly any with Carlo at the helm at home last year. Mm-hmm. It was. It's just a complete turnaround this year, and I, I honestly, I honestly don't know what we were missing there. It, it, it's just a strange, strange formation. I thought, and mm-hmm. a strange personnel selection against, like you said, Mick. An energetic, leggy, Fulham team. Going back to what Lee touched on, we played these well back in October, November time, and we played like a three-five, a three-five-two in essence. And we played three at the back with wing backs going up, and we matched them in the middle. So that could have been potentially another option tonight. Play three at the back, play your wing backs, and then give your hammers the free roll in the middle again, like he, he had the against them when we played McRaven Cottage. Dean was basically a winger at that game and he put on a couple of crosses, scored an early goal. I 
I think the problem with this Everton team is if we don't score first, the heads go. They, they, they're gone. But if we get a goal early, we kick on and we're comfortable. So, but it's just when teams come and literally stop us from playing and breaking, we've got no pace going back to Slug FC. <laughs> we've got no pace. It's harsh on Slugs. It, it is harsh on Slugs. I'll, I'll, on I'll be honest, Ben. And, and I know, I'll be honest, Ben. And I know Carlo doesn't really have a set system or just a plan A. I don't think Everton know their best team or best system to play. I, I, do you know what, Mick? That's, pro- that's probably at the nail on the head. That we don't know. They don't we, know. We, we we don't know what formation best suits our players. Correct. We don't know Being what like best that suits for years, though. Being like that for years. Especially now, I think with the likes of Hammers in the team and a couple of others, I don't. They're trying to obviously work around certain players, and obviously we need to work around the likes of Hammers Rodriguez due to the quality he brings. But like Ben, I don't think Carlo. This is. I don't think we know our best system. I don't think we do, and that's why it changes from week to week. Mm. But that's looking like, at that today, like mate, I, I, I can't see what he said this week of what our game plan was going to be. I just no. can't. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that team. I'm looking at how we played. How can we have our central midfielders so deep to invite pressure and give that just give them all the time in the, in the world in the middle of the park? I, I, I just can't work it out. Who's at fault? I don't know if you guys have seen on Twitter the actual like the, the average positions of the players. All of them were in our. We're in our own half. Mm-hmm. Bar Lucas Dean, who was the highest of the left. Mm-hmm. Average positions, our left back was higher than our whole central midfielders, yeah. the whole strikers, and the right mid. Yeah. We hardly got in there off. Dean, um, Rodriguez was picking balls up on like our halfway, on, on our half every but, time we got it. But he's the one you want for to unlock the defence, fair up the pitch, isn't he? So what, yeah. what, was, what was that tonight, lads? It's... It was just a, it was that was probably the the worst forty five minutes in the first half I've seen in a long time. Thought like we can't get any worse, and it did somehow. Hmm. It somehow did that second forty five top the first. I don't know how, but it did, and it was an absolute shambolic performance. So everyone at Everton needs to get together and put a shift in on Wednesday because some of the fans are, are massively dejected after that. The the the, the I, I I am gutted here. I was angry now, and now I'm just upset. Mm. Just I feel I feel like worn out. My miss is going to be moaning now, kicking <laughs> off and going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's just try and regroup, sort it out Wednesday. And if the, we did change it tonight for squad rotation, if the players to come back in, put a shift in, and let's look at the positives for this because I, I, I hate being negative. I hate a negative podcast, mm. but let's try and kick on now for Wednesday. Come on, lads, let's get together. It's going to be difficult, but come on. It's Man City. We've got nothing to lose. And let's let's really have a go over the players coming back in for me. We need to get the fans back on mm. side. Carl, looking ahead to Wednesday, there's got to be some changes, hasn't there? And you'd imagine the likes of Alan will come straight back into the team. Yeah, no doubt about it, Mick. I mean, I'm with Ben Lee, to be honest. I was really angry earlier on. Now I'm just really, really tired and upset, really. And I'm, I'm kind of like looking past that game now, so... Glad that you've touched on Man- the Man City game, <laughs> But um, I think Alan will come back in. I do, Mick. But I mean, how fit is he? Do you know what I mean? How fit is he? Is he going to get rushed back? Mm-hmm. Is he? Because it's Man City. You know, we've got, we've got a box clever as well. You know, it's a free. It's not really a free hit, but it is a free hit because we usually do something in these games. We usually do something in these games, and that's the that's the worst thing about being an Evertonian because. We get up for these big games and honest to God, we lose against Fulham at home. But like not lose, we get absolutely battered. 
And it just makes you think, doesn't it? What, what, why are the emotions of Everton fans so, like, the fuse is so short is because of, of these types of You mean games. why Everton fans bowled at the age of 17? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm quite lucky at the moment, people. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I think, you know, we just, oh, we've got to look forward to, to, to Wednesday, like Ben said, you know, come on, let's regroup and, you know, what, what, what's the worst that can happen, really, sort of say, type of attitude, but, I just wanted to touch on on a bit of Ancelotti again today. I mean, if that was another manager, lads, we'd be we'd be absolutely pointing fingers there. You know, I'm telling you now. Mm. Like that was shocking, shocking tactics. Mm. That I'd expect that against Leicester at home, sitting that deep, which we did. And, you know, that didn't work anyway, mm. did it? You know, I'd expect it against City on Wednesday. But it's like it's happening every single game at home. It's quite worrying to be honest. Because no one seems to be able to say, Oh, you know what, Carlo, this isn't gonna work this. And like Lee said before, the more and more you do it and it doesn't get fixed, the more and more it's a major issue. So I'm hoping on Wednesday we have a bit more of enthusiasm and think, you know what, you know what you're getting with Man City. You know what type of club they are, you know what type of football they play. Carlo Ancelotti is the best manager we've had and the best sign in 30 years. Let's see him back as a master because without him getting the players that we currently got at his disposal, we'll get thrashed on Wednesday if we don't get the tactics right because the players he's got not quick enough at the moment and we're not moving through the ball, the ball through the lines quick enough. So that's a big worry for me. We've been getting away with it last few games. We're not quick enough and we're not moving the ball through the lines quick enough. Against City, if you're not on point and you're not doing the right things, one slip, one, two, three, four, five, nil before you know it. So, Carlo, come on, boy. We know you've got it in your locker. Get this one right Wednesday, mate, and let's turn this round from the results today. Mm. Lee, looking ahead to Wednesday still. The defence, we've conceded three at Man U, we've conceded four at home to Spurs, and we've conceded another two tonight um, against Fulham. We've got to be tight defensively, haven't we, against Man City? Yeah, we we can try, Mick, but I think a lot of teams have tried and, and failed. And if, if I'm completely honest, I'd love to share the, the lads' optimism there about Wednesday and a turnaround. I just can't see it. Um, I don't know whether it's me just being in a negative mindset after what I've just seen, but realistically, I can't see anything but a, a very, very comfortable Man City mm-hmm. win on Wednesday. I think we're in a, a, a bad space in terms of I'm not sure Calvert-Lewin will be back. We've got one or two players who, who are struggling for form and fitness and we're, we're getting Man City on the back of a 16-game winning run. And <laughs> we are, by the way, that's Ancelotti's longest winless run at home since 2007. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 14 years. So, that I mean, that's not going to sit well with Ancelotti, by the way. He's certainly not used to that run of form at home. It's what you can do. Mick. What what can you do to counteract Man City? Because I think no matter what system you try and put in place, whether it be man marking, sitting deep, whatever, they seem to have an answer for it because they've just got that many technically gifted, talented footballers. You can sit back all you want, and they'll find they'll find gaps, they'll find space because they've got unbelievable players. Um, so I just think Wednesday's coming at the at the, at the wrong time. I absolutely hope I'm wrong. I'm an Everton fan and. I want us to 
get something out of the game. But like you say before, even if we do, I'm going to be sat there thinking, what's the point? What's what's the point? Look where we look where we could have been. Um, and, and is it just going to be this relentless hamster wheel of disappointing results, and then followed by oh, where we go? Uh, a false dawn again against against one of the, the better teams. I, I don't want that for the rest of the season. Um, but I don't know. Good, I mean, good luck. I mean, good luck, Ancelotti. Good luck, anyone trying to stop Man City on this form. Um, we'll have to just wait and see. I'm dreading it. Mm. Okay, guys. Unfortunately, it's it's that time again. It's prediction time. Wednesday versus Man City. We will start with the South League. Well, I've got to be honest, haven't I? We've, we've got to come on here and be honest. I think we'll get beat 4 0. 4 0. Carl. 3 0. We'll get beat. And Ben. <laughs> um, head says 3 0 City, heart says 1 0. <laughs> and I'm going to go 3 1 Man City. Okay, guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, as always. You'll be be able to hear us on Thursday at 9am, straight after the Man City game. And also a bonus package at 5pm on Thursday. We'll have a Derby special podcast coming out with all the lads and all the talk just regarding the Derby. In the meantime, take care, stay safe, and all the very best. Thank you. Thanks for listening to A View from the Bullens, in partnership with the Fitrovia Bell London our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And sponsored by flatback4.co.uk, clothing inspired by the beautiful game. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.